Hey guys, I am Caleb Giddings. I'm Keith Finch. I might be Jack. And we're joined this week by uh, Alex from Guns.com. Alex, why don't you introduce yourself and tell our tens of listeners what it is you do uh, for Guns.com. <laughs> tens of listeners. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm uh, I'm Alexander. I work for Guns.com. I do content. I write descriptions. I travel around, go to different conferences, go to like NRA, SHOT Show. Um I do a lot of things, I guess. I I, I wear a lot of hats at the company. Uh, you know, it's really we get one of our sponsors on because we've been trying to get a Taurus sponsor on forever and we just can't manage it. We can't find yeah, anybody from that company. Yeah, the, the, the Taurus guy just doesn't ever show up. Speaking of Taurus and Guns.com, this week's episode is brought to you by Taurus USA and Guns.com. If you're looking for information on affordable, reliable defensive firearms, uh, go to TaurusUSA.com. And if you want to buy those suckers, go to Guns.com. There we go. God, we're getting so, good at it. Speaking so of, good at it. <laughs> I know, right? It's it's almost like I'm a professional. So, Alex, so speaking of uh, guns.com, for the people who aren't familiar with the website, which there are, and Keith is now sideways. There we go. That, that was weird. Uh, I, I don't know what a notification popped up, and I was like, huh, I should take care of that. And then <laughs> Zoom decided, if by take care of that, you mean mess up the formatting, yes. So anyway, now that Keith has decided, Keith always has. So uh, if you haven't watched any previous episodes, if this is your first Classic. time watching this, because this was shared on guns.com, some routine themes in the show are Keith always has technological issues and Jack is poorly lit. So those are those are, are standard <laughs> themes here. But uh, Alexander or Alex, whichever you prefer, I'm, uh, for people who may not be familiar with it, like tell me, tell them about guns.com. Like it's obviously we talk about being able to buy guns there, but you guys also do loads and loads of content. Like we've had uh, content creators out to the factory in Bainbridge before. So, you know, talk to people. What, 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 what is it you say you do here, but not just you, but guns.com in general. Yeah, actually uh, <clears throat> I'm kind of on a little bit of a mini campaign here to, explain guns.com i feel like a lot of people look at us and see us as a big corporation i think we kind of have this uh corporation vibe or this big company vibe and and in reality we're kind of a startup um we're, we're still in the infant kind of years of growing into selling guns we were started off as a publication we were a publication for a really long time um, then back in 2019, decided that we were going to get into uh, to selling guns online, but that's just kind of a fraction of, uh, of what we do. Um, we're not just here to sell guns online. We're also trying to be a support system for the Second Amendment. So we have our own warehouse uh, in Minnesota. Uh, one of the things that we do uh, and, and really kind of the overarching theme that we have, I feel like, at the company is we virtualized uh, the entire pawn shop, gun shop experience. Um, so we've just taken, you know, I'm a collector, obviously, as you can see behind me. Uh, that's what I live for. That's what I I see some for. garbage rods back there. Very pleased I've only got one, one garbage rod, but uh, <laughs> uh, I like to, anywhere I go, man, you know, driving around, I hit up a gun shop. You know, if I see a gun shop, I like to go in, see what they have. Um, and, and what we've done at guns.com is we've kind of taken that and tried to bring it into a, a, a virtual world so we don't just sell guns online we also buy guns online if you want to sell a gun you can just snap some pictures of it 
uh, put in a little description. We'll send you an offer. If you like the offer, we'll even send you all of the packing material that you need to send it back to us. And uh, then we pay you out via uh, direct deposit or check, whatever you prefer. But that's how we get our the the majority of our inventory in. Um, hmm. Then outside of that, uh, <clears throat> we also sell some new guns, but we have a, a network of FFLs across the U.S. Uh, I think right now we're, we're close to 1,500, maybe a little more, a little less. Um, but we give them a platform to be able to sell guns online. So my brother owns a gun shop. Um, kind of help them out with it a little bit. And we both uh, use guns.com to sell guns. So again, what we've done is try to take those shops, put it all in one place. You can sit on your couch, man, I'm, I'm non-confrontational, right? You know, it always sucks to go into a gun shop and be like, Hey, uh, I want to sell this. And they're like, oh, I'll give you like 50 bucks, man. And then you just, right. Cause you're also probably going to get jacked when you go right, to a gun right. shop. <laughs> But uh, yeah. now, you know, you can just do it all on your couch. Take some pictures. You know, if you don't like it, you don't have to have any face-to-face -face interaction. It's just uh, hitting a button, yes or no. Um, then if I'm looking for something, I not only get to look at the certified used guns that guns.com has, but there's 1,500 shops across the U.S. that I can virtually browse through while I sit on my couch. Um, we also push a lot of new gun sales out to those FFLs uh, because, again, we're trying to open up the market. Uh, I kind of like to tell this uh, this story, but uh, I live in a small town in, in Minnesota. My brother and I, uh, well, my brother really has this shop. And this guy came in and, and sold or gave us like 60 Colts. And they were all high end, you know, $1,500 plus. And finding people to buy that in the small town we live in, you know, it's, it's pretty difficult. It's a limited market. Being able to put that on guns.com. Uh, man, those things were all gone and we made a lot of money off of it uh, and it helped the shop out, keep us uh, afloat and open. So it's a great place, not just for, you know, buying a gun. It's a great place to uh, to sell a gun. It's a great place to just support the uh, the firearms community, really. That I is awesome. Love, um, your, love your used gun selection, by the way. I love the because not a lot of not a lot of the retailers in the other space that are all about new the the used section is absolutely what I would want going in and looking at the used wall at a gun store, seeing if there's actually a legitimate deal there. And there are a bunch. Yeah. Probably gonna buy. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some pretty good uh fun used deals on here. Now, when you guys talk about recreating the gun store experience, do you also get the smell? Like, can you package, like, everyone who has ever been in an old gun store, like, it's got a creaky wood floorboard that's right there behind the front door. The door goes ding when you open it. You step on that floorboard and it goes ee, and the 75-year-old man behind the counter goes and doesn't fucking say anything to you. He just looks at you and then he <laughs> goes back to whatever he was doing. Slowly lowers like, himself back down. Can, yeah. I, can I also get a chat window that opens that doesn't let me talk with guns.com staff, but let's me talk with that one know-it-all customer that floats around in the store. Oh, that would be oh, to be able to talk with other customers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want guns.com proximity chat. Proximity <laughs> chats. <laughs> yeah, well, oh I mean, God. we try, we try to package up that smell for sure. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Boards and uh, know-it-all customer, man, you might have to. Stop it! <laughs> I might have to venture out with pants on and go to a real gun store. Dang it! Oh, easy, easy <laughs> with the pants on, guys. So, you know, you guys obviously, so you've got the gun sales piece of it. Um, I think that a lot of people are, you know, if you've been around 
the industry for as long as I have, I remember the hubbub that uh, occurred when the domain name guns.com was purchased for part near a million dollars. It was, a, you know, that was very that was big news. And obviously the brand has gone through some evolution since whenever that was like 2012, I think. Uh, so talk about the the content piece though. Like, you know, the, the stuff that you guys are doing on the content side is really good. At least I think so. Yeah, we've got such a great team. I mean, we have so much experience um, and that's a huge focus of ours. Along with gun ownership, I think we can all agree that the most important thing is, is equipping gun owners with information, um, training, uh, things of that nature to just put it all out there. You can learn, get better, uh, be better informed going into uh, purchases, especially. Uh, but we're just a fan. I mean, we're a fan of guns. Everybody who works for the for the content team loves firearms. Uh, you know, I tell people, people ask me all the time, like, what do you do for work? I'm like, I can't believe that I found people who pay me to do like what I do for work. So uh, we just have a great time, uh, travel around. We do all kinds of stuff, uh, factory tours of different companies, um, you know, product reviews, uh, kind of comparisons, uh, a little bit of like torture testing, some fun stuff, you know, shooting automatics and uh, things like that. But we, we've got a huge uh, you know, we, we've got a core of people who work here full time. We have some contract writers, uh, but we try to put out a lot of content. I mean, that was the primary focus of the company for a long time. And uh, that's kind of still something that we put a big emphasis on. Content is always king and content, you know, people who know content actually can drive People, there's some people who don't understand, but content drives sales, right? If people are coming Absolutely. to your website for content and then they're like reading an article about, uh, you know, the new Taurus GX4 XL Toro, uh, which holds 11 or 13 rounds of ammunition, depending on the uh, magazine. And then they see like a little ad right off the sidebar where they can stay in your ecosystem and buy that same thing. You know, it's it's super beneficial to have people not leave your ecosystem. Uh, all right. Now. Here's what we're gonna do. Uh, it's time for my. It's time for these two guys to ask some questions because I've been talking this whole show. So keep yeah, you were kind of dominating it. A little, little weird of you to do yeah, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna fucking leave this call. <laughs> um, and once right. again, our Taurus rep is MIA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so like you, I'm a, I I want to go into a gun store and I want to look for the weird bobble that they have. What's your best find? What have you What have you found out there in the world that you were like, I couldn't believe I found this, even if you couldn't buy it? Mm. Oh, man, that is a tough question. I think probably uh, a couple years ago, it was during COVID actually, I bought a, a Johnson rifle, a 1941 Johnson rifle. That was probably my... Uh, that's an impressive nerd. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. holy <laughs> shit! Like for for three grand too, not just like it that's was, not bad. No, it was. Uh, it was. I think the I just checked Rock Island. I think the ones that they have going up now are expected to go between eight and twelve. So, have you shot it? Uh, actually, just there's a guy in California, and I forget his name. The guy is a beauty. He's. I want to say he's like 85 or something, but he has only worked on Johnson rifles his whole life. That's all he's ever done. Um, so I actually sent it out to him and they're making a barrel so that I can shoot it without like guilt. 
um, and just making sure that all the parts and everything are copacetic. Uh, so I actually sent it out to him, I don't know, maybe six months ago and waiting for it to come back. Uh, but I want to get it like kind of taken care of before I take it out to the range. But I'm super excited to go shoot it. Outside of that, things that have come through guns.com that are gems. Um, a G series FAL. I don't know if you guys know that much about yeah. the G series. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's that was beautiful. I mean, it's weird <laughs> to hold on to an FAL and be like, oh my God, this is fifteen thousand dollars. Um Keith's Keith's so excited by that that his video froze up. That's how excited he was by the G series FAL. Um here, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which this is going to this is going to be something we're going to start adding, asking all of the guests that we get on here, uh, with the exception of Craig Douglas because he's too cool for this conversation. But which is the better service handgun, the double Gulf War champion M9 or the two World War champion the 1911? There is a right answer to this question, and it may not be the one you think but it's based on who's asking the question. So go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to answer this with a little bit of life history here. Oh I, boy. I grew up in Alabama. We have triggered and, the story. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in uh, Alabama and actually a lot of people don't know, but you can get your Alabama was one of the first States you get your concealed carry license when you're 18. So I turned 18. My dad bought me a handgun and I wanted a, I wanted a 1911. Like I was, 45, you know, because they don't make a 46. Well, all. the schools aren't very good in Alabama, so that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> we have the space program there, yeah. Yeah, Jackass. Yeah, yeah, my, my, dad my dad's a rocket scientist. Like, <laughs> like, that's, that's, you, you can say that shit about Mississippi. I'll let you fucking drag Mississippi through the dirt, but Alabama ain't that place. <laughs> but uh, I was... There's a I lot was of German all... speakers there. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I was all. What's your name? Warner. Uh, I mean, that was like my thing. And I had a buddy who was all about the Glock 19, and he was like nine millimeter. And I was like, nah, nine millimeter, man. And I had this picture in my head that like guy walks in, I shoot him with nine mil, and he's just gonna like walk it off. Um, as I have since grown in uh, the gun industry, I'm actually a huge fan of the Beretta. Um, I'm a huge fan. Uh, I think that it has, uh, I, I, I chased a, a dream in the Navy for a little while. So I have a little bit of experience with it. I think it has a bad reputation with a lot of, uh, a lot of vets because of maintenance, really. You know, I don't think that the armories would keep up with all of the parts. And after a while, they just kind of get, you know, I mean, they get clapped out and guys are like, oh, this sucks. But if you grab a Beretta, man, it's, it's such a smooth gun. Uh, I love the the inline barrel. I love the just the locking system on it, especially the newer ones with the like the M3 or the A3, A4. They've got the thinner grip, 17 rounds. I don't know. I'm a big I'm a big Beretta fan. Granted, Die Hard's like my favorite movie ever, and I love Lethal <laughs> Weapon. And I legit I watched Die Hard like two years ago, and I was like, that's it. I got to go buy a Beretta. So. Breaking. That's, that's gonna be my answer. All right, guys. Uh, M nine ninety two better than a nineteen eleven. It's 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 a superior gun in every way, <laughs> shape, or form. Jack's comment on my Got Instagram it. post that kicked all of this off, which was breaking news: double action aficionado prefers double action gun. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it'd be like that. 
But <laughs> I, I commented did. numbers. I was like, I, I went back a couple of days ago. It was like 47 people like this. I'm like, take that, Caleb. Yeah, you, that one was that, was, that was, in fact, doing numbers. Well, okay, I, I, I'll say it. I'll say it. The M9's not a bad gun, but in one key facet, does it fall behind the 1911? What? In there is no argument to this. It feels better to reload a 1911 than it does an M9. It feels better to reload a 1911 with a 10-round magazine than I'll it does. I'll agree to that. I'll agree to that. But in no way, shape, or form does it feel better to reload a Beretta with a 20-round magazine. It's actually mm, kind of ass. The 20-rounders aren't great. I, I don't disagree with this. It, it doesn't look yeah, better. It doesn't feel better in no way, shape, or form. And you're no, more likely to need the, the reload with the 1911, which I think is key. If yeah. you're going to do something, do it to where you're on the books. Do you know? Okay, break following that logic, we should all just carry 44 Magnum Snubbies around. I did the other night. <laughs> I I know. I got here, here's yeah. something that we will not elaborate on any further than this. I get a text from Jack, and that text says some things I'm not going to repeat on the air. And I go, it's not my problem. You do you. And I would love for all of you people listening to this out in viewer land to just – in the comments on this episode, I want you to tell me what you think that text from Jack said. That's that's what I want for out of this episode. I like you guys. Some, I, I would like to Not say that Jack Clemens is very proud to be sponsored by Taurus. I would like to hear you guys, I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah, fire it up. We don't care. We have a debate, or at least I do, with like my direct boss over what's better, the G3 or the FAL, which is a huge like Oh wow. Now now we're talking like we're gonna start a war question. with this one. First off, uh I have the correct <clears throat> answer. Which one is called the right arm of the free world? Yeah, it was marketing. I'm just saying. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I think it really comes down to, for me, which handguard is on the G3. That's fair. Because if you got the thin Imbel handguard, I'm not a fan of that. But that big fat triangular handguard that was on the 91s, mm, that's. This, this is my favorite handguard. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Like the uh, the Israeli, yes. Israeli H bar. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, yes, yes. I that sucker's heavy too, and it doesn't recoil. It's awesome. Keith, your your internet <laughs> is, like is crapping out. Yeah, Keith. The gerbil fell off the modem. Keith, I think Keith's on his cell <laughs> service for some reason. Yeah, Keith, turn your video off so we can actually hear you. Uh, so for go. me, it's. It's always the FAL, and it's partly the FAL because I was at a, uh, a uh, an event many years ago when I was on the media side of things, and I got to shoot one of the FALs that had been submitted to the US M14 trials, like one of the actual guns that was supposed to be the that that could, was you know in competition to become the M14 if the trials hadn't been rigged by the ordinance department to specifically pick the M14. But that's, oh, that's such a fun, such a fun discussion. We could, we could do that. So uh, speaking of, we have episodes. I didn't know SIG was around back then. <laughs> <laughs>
Please note that all jokes by Jack Clemens do not represent any company involved with this broadcast. Please. So yeah, that's the FAL. The argument over 308 is so much fun, especially especially with 308 fanboys. Um, I I like the fact that the the foul fought a war against itself. Yes, that's a cool that's a cool thing. Argentina versus the Brits. Uh, I also like that the FAL fought commies, like legitimate, like drop so the commie G3. bodies. The yeah, G3. but not not in the same lot numbers as the FAL did. Disagree, South America, baby. Wait a minute. They used to. <laughs> okay, Wait, South, the, the FAL, South America the is just wars mean, against. Mean gun, but... Again, South American commie wars are people. Are the G three was on both sides of those wars, and the FAL was on both sides of those wars. Oh, here's a uh, a question. As you may have heard throughout this, Alex, FAL or FAL? Uh, I I say both so i can't necessarily go one way or the other um we could all go fusil automatique legere but that's Ooh, too french which is belgian uh but it's belgian i i like i'm i'm a huge fal fan and my my detractors with the g3 are length of pull uh charging handle it's just so much easier on the fal yeah and, that's not even a question like, yeah. <laughs> you got a bolt hole open uh you know bolt release which is awesome and then my biggest thing is like shooting them side by side i don't know what it is but the fal is such a it's just a smoother shooter like the g3 is way more kind of nasty and aggressive i think but oh it just rips up brass and it throws oh, it yeah. like so In far another county yeah um okay. And the, the control scheme on it was built for Andre the Giant and nobody else. They're like, can you reach these controls? Oh, no. Even, even with my hands, I will say manipulating that safety is like such. I'm like, eh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the reload is, is like, you've got like, what, a foot and a half to pull that charging handle back? Like, it is, <laughs> it is, a, it is on a trip. It's not like the MP5, which is like, oh, hold on. It's yeah. like, uh, dearest Mary, I'm midway through my G3 reload, and times are dark. Times are dark. Were like the 4.99 aluminum magazines. That was sick. You know, it's like mm. G3, and I can buy a gajillion magazines. Uh, then there's the whole FAL with the British, and it's got to be metric. You know. That was. That's probably the biggest knock on the FAL is the different pattern magazines where you're yeah. like, is it metric? Is it imperial? First off, everything should be imperial, but uh, imperial to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> um, the F the, the FAL has always held like uh, a, one. I think it is one of the best looking rifles ever created. Like it's just got it's got clean lines. The gun looks good. Back when I was on the media side of things, I was forever trying to figure out a way to scam DS Arms into sending me one of their uh, one of the uh, the jungle recon carbines they have. Oh. And like, I know that the I know that the gun probably won't run great, uh, and it weighs ten million pounds, but also it looks awesome, and I want one. And I've always wanted one. A slight obsession. I want one of the Rhodesian carvings that they got right now with the baby poop camo and they've got the cutout and everything for the mm -hmm. It's just a vibe, man. I want to put on my shorty shorts and my Converse and go run through the woods with that thing. If I'm, just, if, 
if I did another DSA, I would do the um, poacher, the anti-poacher rifle that they have. Mm-hmm. 16-inch para, tri-rail top, like, that's real. I've I've always been a total, total, just total bitch for the OSW, the 13-inch. I love that gun, the quad rails on it. It weighs 12 pounds. Yeah, 47 pounds. Again, any gun that was in the movie. I love shooting it. (laughs) Any gun, right. Heat, and oh, we also had that gun in uh, the town. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm also down for any gun that was in. What? I was gonna say, what just happened? I have no idea. I thought it was me. <laughs> that was <laughs> no, no. That was that was Caleb. Caleb hit like the brown note on a piano keyboard or something. <laughs> Did we, Caleb? Caleb, thumbs up if you can hear. I'm us. still here for the record. Oh, okay, yeah, that was what happened. Was if I get a because we live in the future and technology is bullshit. So if I get a phone call on my iPhone, which is linked to the Mac that I host these things on, it doesn't interrupt the call that we're doing, but it kills my audio feed for some reason, and then I have to disconnect my Bluetooth headphones and reconnect them, which I'm going to do right now. So you guys talk amongst yourselves. First. I was I was very certain the Manchurian candidate in me and activated. <laughs> we we said the words. <laughs> Caleb is now invading Florida. I really hope we don't edit that out. (laughs) For sure. We will definitely keep that in there because I have, we've now developed a following on this show that appreciates the authentic nature of the fact that we leave out. The only thing that we've ever edited out was a conversation that. It it was NDA. (laughs) Yeah. We were like, do, 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 do. And then we realized at the end of it, like, we can't have any of this in your son. We've all been there. Uh, Alex, Alex, have you ever blown any NDAs or embargoes? Oof. Probably. Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> I don't trust a man who hasn't blown an NDA. Or <laughs> You're not a real gun writer until you get an, uh, a slightly cross email from somebody in my position now, because I've also gotten those emails from mm-hmm. the versions of me, like where you're like, hey, so you knew that this wasn't supposed to go on the internet until two weeks from now, right? Oh, yeah. Like, shit, oh, shit, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I got that email and it was... Uh... I wish you would have talked to me. And I was like, ooh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I was in the future going right. forward. Uh-huh. Let's see. Alex, do you do any hunting? Is that is that part of your vibe? Or are you more just into the collecting, shooting side of things? I do some hunting. Um, I'm a man. I grew, like I said, I grew up in Alabama. We had a little bit of land up in the mountains of Tennessee. So like hunting for me, I, I, this is going to sound weird, right? But I like to collect too. So I just take my M1 grand out, uh, iron sights and everything. I don't do any scope or anything like that, but do a little deer hunting. Haven't done it in a couple of years. I'm, I'm a little bit new to Minnesota. Minnesota's got some different laws and restrictions and stuff that I kind of got to meander my way are you anywhere near the minneapolis st paul metropolitan area uh yes very 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 near okay so i used to i used to live up there it is there's some weird stuff up there um there's a really good thai place in downtown st paul that i can send you directions to if you want to just 
ruin your insides. I, I love ruining my insides with Thai food. Yeah. Really good. Sometimes there's there's a ton right. of good food up there. Uh, the weather's ass, but the food's. Great. I think the summer during the yeah, summer. Yeah, the summer, got, man. There's no better summers. in the world in this. Yeah, in here, uh, especially up on the lakes. Go up to like Superior. It's the most beautiful place on the planet. But you'll get uh northern northern people complaining about how hot it is when it's 85 degrees with like 25 percent humidity, and you're like. Uh, it's, it's, and you're, you'll be wearing like jeans and you'll maybe have like, you know, a light jacket in the car for when the sun goes down and so, all these people are like, it's so hot. I'm dying. Last year, my best friend, uh, I was at his wedding and he had an outdoor wedding in Alabama on June 28th. At so he's not, does he not like anyone? And <laughs> That's I, 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 straight up, I was like, look, man, uh, I was like, I've been up there for four years now and I'm not built for this. Like I need like two weeks to readjust i thought i was drowning i got off the plane i was like what is all this water in the air you know like <laughs> here's your uh, short sir yeah here is a so we've got a we're gonna do a little fun fact here on this episode uh before we move on to more gun related stuff because someone just sent me a meme and this meme is uh that doritos locos tacos have lasted uh twice as long as the confederacy did Oof. <laughs> Win for the Locos. <laughs> and, and if you don't like me saying, have also provided a more valuable cultural context. Oh, not even a question. I will say, uh, if you're a fan of it, the Doritos hot mustard limited time flavor smacks. It's All right. so good. Around the horn, real quick. We'll do around. We're gonna do uh, a quick bit of gun questions. Uh, we're gonna do some gun questions real first, and then we're gonna do uh, what everyone's Taco Bell order is. Like, what is your go-to Taco Bell order? But first, uh, first around the horn gun question, starting with Keith, and this one is going to be which cartridge has had a more significant historical contribution. This is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Which handgun cartridge has had the most significant historical contribution to modern gun culture? Pick anyone, starting with Keith, handgun cartridge. Mm. And don't give me some rifle round just because they chambered it in a TC Encore, okay? That doesn't fucking count. Shush. You, you stop taking my God bless the TC. Yeah. <laughs> anybody, oh yeah, anybody who anybody who's ever hated on the TC Encore just doesn't like fun because the shit that you could do with those guns. <laughs> yes, it's I like, have a 16 inch 308 pistol. Why? Because Indiana's deer Because I can. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? Because stop asking questions. <laughs> Real All quick right. before you answer. Oh. Yeah, my favorite. Oh, no, sorry. Al- no, no, shut Alex. up, Keith. Alex, go. Let the guest. Oh, talk. I was just gonna say one of my favorite things about like the TC anything is the just American innovation in getting uh, around laws. You know, like that is <laughs> that is my. Oh, I live for it. Like I wake up every I love, day. And I love. Like, I love the engineer beating the politician. I love it. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, that's fine. You have passed a rule. Here's the immediate fix for getting around that rule. It is completely compliant with your rule. I'm just smarter than you. California quick pens. Like, yeah, it's great. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Good times. All right. Keith, your cartridge and your justification. 
go. Uh, on the clock. Influential cartridge has got. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the easy out on this one because I think it's true, and I think it's nine millimeter. That's an old, old centerfire cartridge, but we we set it up in in such a way that it is. It was still and will remain like the standard for what a handgun cartridge is. And it's very unlikely that we get away from that in any significant uh, time frame until we go to a completely different met method of propelling ammunition or we go to a completely different wounding method. It's nine millimeter. <laughs> okay, nine millimeter. Jack? Uh, 380 ACP specifically when used in the FNM1910. Uh, so it is the caliber we, and gun we, that we, killed Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Yep, no, I know that's <laughs> what that I was just I, interestingly, I was on the assassination of the Archduke page because I knew somebody was going to use that, and I just was checking to make sure it was a 380, not a 32, and it was in I, fact a 380. A yep, it was an FN 1910 for the people that don't know. Uh, and if you don't know why the Archduke Fran the assassination of the Archduke Franz Ferdinand was the most significant shooting probably in world history, uh, you need to read like a book. Like, well, I, I, I not just not just world history, American gunfighting technique. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. If, <laughs> if you want to like, if you want to talk about like the big domino effect that falls down, there's a direct line of where we go from old Western technique to modern technique to ISO to what I call uh late GWAT and like how that handgunning has affected all that goes back to World War One, where yeah. handguns weren't very effective, but I want to see that handgun because there's like you said, there's there I don't know if there is a piece of history that has like you could look at that has had a greater impact on yeah like world events for such a long time. Uh, this little pocket pistol that is you know that probably at the time was just a hey you're walking home and some some highway yeah, come well. out of no yeah come right. out of but nowhere you will. Well, that's, horse. has, well, that, you has know, that's changed. That's the crazy thing. A lot of people don't know, but like that group was planning. I think they were planning on grenading the car. Yeah, and they were going to throw yeah. at him, and they didn't and The guy was literally at a bar, and they were like, oh, shoot. The, he walked out with a sandwich in his hand. He was like, oh. Oh, yeah. shit, the Archduke. Clack, yeah. clack. Well, right, they need to kill that guy. Right. All right, so Alex, what is your influential handgun caliber? I mean, it's got to be 30 super carry, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Federal premium has entered the chat angrily. Oh, or what else? My real calibers. <laughs> that's such a tough one uh, because uh, Keith took nine millimeter, and I, I mean, I don't think that there's any cartridge uh, nine millimeter. I mean, is that's the handgun cartridge? Um, I'll go off the wall, maybe. I don't know. Um, I, I honestly, I don't know if I can can go off the wall. Like you guys have picked the the influential ones. I'll I'll, I'll toss you an easy one here and say forty five ACP, just because forty five ACP helped define and and bring in the era of the modern auto loading handgun. Yeah. Like the the nineteen eleven, and then later the Browning, which was nine millimeter, uh, the high power. 
but the 1911 has basically ushered the modern auto loader in. Like we still think of 1911s as kind of a modern auto loader yeah. variant, and 45 ACP helped uh, usher that in. So, but 45 ACP wouldn't exist without 45 Colt. So, if you're picking one of those, you have to actually pick 45 Colt. Man, that's uh, that's another good one. Um, I'm a fanboy of 762 uh, Tokarev, but uh, yeah, 762 Tokarev has probably put more fucking people in the crowd than. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. Most of it was behind the ear. (laughs) Still counts. Uh, It's 762 Tokarev probably holds the all-time world record both for Nazis and communists. Like yeah, it's yeah. just and like you know, in a in a submachine gun, like the most, like I think the best round in a submachine gun. Like um, I had a buddy who built a 762 Tokarev AR rifle that oh. may have been questionably legal uh in terms of like barrel length or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. No, I, but it was it 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 barely worked, but when it did work, it was the best PCC ever made by man. Like it, that thing was fantastic to shoot. Uh, all right, so we've got nine mil, we've got three eighty, we've got seven sixty Tokarev, which has a fantastically high body count, and now we'll come to me, and I am going to say thirty six caliber percussion because that was the caliber of the Colt Patterson, and without the Colt Patterson, without Samuel Colt becoming. Samuel Colt, there is no American gun culture as we recognize it today. Like, just it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. It may, it would have eventually happened, but it doesn't look the same without Colt. And that's just, you, that is, there's an indelible pony shaped imprint on the face of American gun culture. Uh, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is it for this episode. So, Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you everyone out there for watching, sharing, liking, subscribing, performing all of the YouTube actions that you need to perform. Uh, please make sure that you visit guns.com, check out their content, uh, sell them your guns, buy some guns. Uh, I didn't even know about the used gun thing until just now, which, you know, I'm now on the used gun section and I'm like, Ooh, I have disposable income. Ooh, Let, I... let's be honest. We all have a tab open now browsing. Yeah, let's just let's make a purchase real quick. <laughs> yeah. Jack's like, and add to cart. I'll just do one, one quick plug here. Another yeah. great thing is we do, uh, there's a make an offer button. So, you know, you, you come across something you're like, man, I like this, but maybe it's a hundred bucks overpriced for what I'd like. You throw an offer that way, you know, and we do that both with our guns, uh, our certified used guns and all the FFLs do it as well. So if it's something they're looking to move, make a little buck on, you might uh, might score a solid deal. Fantastic. All right, guys. Again, thank you so much for watching, listening, liking, sharing, subscribing. If you're watching this on YouTube, please go ahead and give this video a thumbs up. That will add us to your liked queue and also helps push us up, up, up the algorithm. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, go ahead and leave us one of them sick five-star ratings, which also push us up in the algorithm. And uh, shout out to the Google Play listener. He's back. So he's back. Hey! All right, guys, that's it. We'll see you next week.